Welcome into the Low Woe Show. I'm Low. This Woe. And we are on episode 13, I believe, or 12. One of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 or 13. Um, we've lost count. Uh, <laughs> and who really is counting anyway? Uh, we got a lot of football to talk about. Yep. And we will go ahead and say this. So we have already <laughs> recorded this episode before. Um so everybody gets to see how the sausage is made. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what happened, um, but we're back at it again, uh, recording the, pretty much the same episode, I guess. But more football has happened since the last time we yeah. talked. So if we sound like dumbasses on the last one, we'll sound better this time. Yeah. Because we'll have a little more knowledge. <laughs> and then probably after the following Saturday and Sunday, you can go back to thinking what you thought to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of stuff... Big things happened in college football last week. Um, LSU, Alabama. Yep. Um, that was a great game. was a very good game. I think uh, everybody got their Heisman. Uh, Joe Burrow yep. won that thing. Oh, no. Yeah, that was it. I mean, we knew that we expected them to, for the first time ever, for it to be high scoring. And with, uh, you know, with Tua and Joe Burrow, but... And it wasn't even really a really a competition, if you ask me. I, they made it closer towards the end, but well, in the second half, Alabama made it close, and I was excited to see that because I honestly like I didn't want to see another just you know slaughter and a big time game because I feel like this season we haven't had a lot of close games, big games that have mattered that are close. No, I would agree with that. the uh, The problem is though, while we have had games that seemed like they were close even that one didn't maybe because of the history with Alabama and LSU you kind of always felt that Alabama was going to come back but in hindsight I don't I don't know that there ever was a time that LSU really wasn't in control no I don't think they were it, it was ever that they weren't in control but I thought that there was there late in the or I guess midway through the fourth quarter I really thought okay Alabama's going to um come back and I I thought that with the history of the LSU Alabama game it being in Tuscaloosa that it was just going to be one of those um, gigantic letdowns for LSU well I think probably if you had to ask the fan base they would say the same thing but I think that the that the team probably did not I mean if I was a if I was wearing a purple and gold jersey I probably had a little more belief, but I can understand why the fan base, you know, was sketched from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to know your thoughts on if – is Alabama out of the playoff now? Hell no. Alabama's never out of the playoff. I mean, I'm, I'm at the point right now Nick Saban could probably lose three games and still go to the damn playoff. But, <laughs> no, I, I it's going to be tough. I think um, – you know, probably if you were to take a vote, a lot of people would say that they expect Oklahoma to win out. What's going to be really interesting is if Oklahoma wins out and has a championship, has a conference championship, right? But their loss is not as good a loss as LSU is, right? So you have Oklahoma sitting with the Big 12 championship. You have Alabama, whose only loss is probably going to be the number one seed. Do you mm-hmm. do you go out there on that limb and say, well, the Big 12 championship doesn't mean shit? 
Well, it, it, well, it's interesting because, um, of course, we know what happened with Kansas State and Oklahoma, but Oklahoma barely survived last week too against Iowa State. I mean, it was a close game at well, the end. Yeah, I mean, that's assuming well. that's assuming they're going to win out. They still got to play Baylor. They still got to play Oklahoma State. I yeah, mean, those things aren't promised. I just and you know me, hell, if they've got four games left. I hope they go zero and eight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I just—it's going to be interesting coming down. I mean, what if Minnesota stays undefeated, and the only loss that Penn State has is it's to Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah. Same way with—I mean, well, I would same need, way with Ohio State. Yeah. Well, I would need to look at the conference because I don't know who, um, which side of the Big Ten Minnesota falls on. Um, if they're going to have to play Ohio State, um, because Penn yeah, State they, they has to play Ohio to State too, right? So you know, Penn that, State and Ohio State are on the same side. Yeah, I think Minnesota may be on the other side, but I don't know. So, because wouldn't it be interesting if Penn State beat Ohio State? I don't think it will happen. I think Ohio State's, you know, I, they're so good. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what the committee values. Um, and I think that what we saw with the initial uh, rankings is that um, they noticed Ohio State's dominance in the first portion of the yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, even even above the other team's wins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody can take away the uh, wins that LSU has now. There's no way LSU isn't ranked number one. Yeah. Coming out of this, no. Um, coming out of this weekend after Bama, but what? It, see, it here's is, the thing, though. It is you say true. that they though. are super dominant. You say that though, but then they and I know that the team that Ohio State played isn't as good, obviously, as Alabama. However, Ohio State hung up 79 points this week. Yeah, who'd they play? I know. I I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. I still don't know if the committee. I mean, that like that was that would be the same as saying Alabama put seventy nine on Vanderbilt. Well, no, I'm just saying in terms of them keeping their ranking at number one. I wonder if they were they did enough dominating <laughs> to to stay number one or not. Um, which at this point in time, it doesn't really matter uh, no. which ranking you are. Um, yeah, as long as you're right there well, around that, the top. Yeah, I've never. Six. <laughs> you know what's funny to me is the rankings that they have at all. If you're only going to have four teams and nobody actually gets a, I don't know, uh, a a better deal out of being number one, who gives a shit? Yeah, no one cares. The only reason that you don't want to be ranked number four is because going into that last week, you don't want to fall out. Yeah. Well, and and that's it. It's all about the last week. No one. <laughs> No one cares about it when it's week nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's all that's going to change. Right. And it, it will be interesting this year. I mean, you know I'm a proponent for the eight game. Yeah, we both are. Yeah. And I don't even like the eight game ranking. There's a lot of people who think that it should be top eight teams. I'm out on that. Yeah. And I think I've said it on the show before. If not, it needs to be um, – the five big conference champions mm-hmm. and then three buy-ins. Yeah. And that's how it needs to be. And this this bullshit about, oh, we don't want to play them too much and we don't want to do it. They can make just as much money. The only reason that we're still doing this, and this may be the only 
entity or business in America that goes, we value the fact that you talk about it more than the cash. Right? I mean, we, mm-hmm. we bitch about baseball all the time. And mainly because they play too much. And to be honest yeah. with you, the NCAA is cashing in on the fact that they don't play that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh I think that both of us can agree that the uh, NCAA is not the uh, <laughs> the best run um, organization. Um, I don't want to ask you about the whole Chase Young situation with the Ohio State defensive end. Um, you know the the NCAA has suspended him for four games um, because he borrowed a loan from a family friend to fly his girlfriend to California. He ended up paying back that loan already in full, and then the NCAA has... I don't know. I don't. Man, that's just... I mean, it's like... <laughs> I don't know. My first thought is, what was the... What did he benefit from that? Right? Yeah. I mean, he got some booty before the game in California, <laughs> so now it's like a big deal. <laughs> Like, is that what the NCAA is really worried about? Is him catching a loan for his girlfriend? Yeah. Dude, if that's what it is, you're, you have too much time on your hands. Well, and that's, you know, and this is not at all um, affecting his draft stock um, at all. I mean, he's considered to be one of the top three picks. And, to be honest with you, if this I was might in help NFL, him. Yeah, if I was the NFL, I'd be like, okay, Thank well, you. he's got four less games. <laughs> yeah. And, check it out. We know he's in a committed relationship, and yeah. that's really nice. Well, and he's going to pay back his loans if he ever takes any out. <laughs> he's probably going to get credit he's score. He's responsible. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but and you know there's some weird shit that those guys oh, look at right, in the NFL no. scouts. They look at your credit scores. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the NCAA has been, uh, has been known for kind of screwing everything up. So do you think, uh, do you think there's any way that a Pac-12 team gets in? I think if well, I don't know. I think that it one depends on. Of course, I think it's it's Auburn or not Auburn. It's Oregon and Utah that are going to be fighting for that Pac-12 spot. Um, I do think that Oregon has the better team, um, but um, I do think that Oregon has a better team. I think it's going to come down to, of course, who else loses. Um, but you were talking about like Oklahoma and that one loss. Um, It'll be interesting to see if the committee's like, okay, a a Big 12 one-loss champion versus a Pac-12 one-loss champion. If it's Oregon, Oklahoma. I don't know. I understand. Who gets in yeah. on that. And I would assume that it would be Oregon because Auburn's going to probably be ranked in the top 25, and that was their one loss on a neutral site week one. That's assuming that K-State's not. Yeah. True. Because honestly, K-State, I mean, the way that it's coming down, dude, with Texas playing themselves back into the top 25 probably this week beating K-State, who was 16, the Big 12 now maybe not in the top 10, but in the top 25, they may have the most teams. Do you think Baylor has any shot at doing anything? No. Hell no. Okay. But – do you, well, you, you think know, they're going to get exposed this week against I Oklahoma? I say that. They're a Baptist university, and they've got some type of uh, 
I don't know if it's religious magic that's happened in the last three weeks. I don't know what's going on, but they seem to be falling into victories. Yeah, no, it keeps like, just, yeah. It's I, the strangest thing. They keep just somehow pulling it away. Yeah, now. and it's not, no, I expect Oklahoma to beat the brakes off of them this week and kind of, you know, and, and for somebody who's a Texas fan, as much as I would love for Baylor to win, um, I just think that it may be better for Texas if Oklahoma just puts them, knocks them back down to reality before we have to play them a week later, uh, so that they're not. Because, dude, if they beat, if they somehow beat Oklahoma, you're talking about a team now that has true playoff hopes. True playoff hopes. Yep. Uh, now they would have to play. Well. I was about to say they'd have to play Oklahoma again, but that's not, not true if they were to beat. Yeah. Uh, because at that point, now you have TCU, you have K-State, yep. you've got Texas, all of them in the mix. Yeah, they're all two lost teams. Yeah. I mean, there was a way at one point that we were looking at it um, in the Big 12 that you were going to have uh, five or six two-loss teams. And I don't, that, I don't even want to try to do that math, <laughs> like how they would get there. So you know that we you were talking about the NCAA, we talk about it more than we play. Uh, but there's so many storylines to talk about with just like the college football playoff and and kind of what because I, I think that uh, me and you talked about it um, of Clemson's going to be in the top four. They're going right. to go undefeated. They'll be in the top four. Right. Well, the only loss could come at the end of the year. In an ACC championship game? Maybe. I don't see it. Maybe. I don't buy it. I mean. I think they'll walk through this whole thing. Uh, and I don't think that that, I don't think that will, um, you know, bode well for them in the playoff that they can just kind of walk through their season. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that Clemson will get in. Um, and now, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it, it's a weird situation because I don't see – Ohio State, LSU, or Clemson losing the remainder of the year. Um, I really don't see, you know, I don't see Alabama losing no, again this year. I think that the three teams are set. Yeah. Right. I'm with you on that. Now, now South Carolina did just get beat by Appalachian State. But South Carolina. Yeah, Arkansas lost too to some. South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that SEC. <laughs> But which, by the way, let's talk about South Carolina playing Appalachian State in, the, what is in, November, in November, bro. This is what SEC does, right? I'm sure Alabama's got Chattanooga next week. <laughs> it's so much bullshit. But um, no, I think the, I think the big three are set, right? I mean, I think we both agree yep. that Ohio State, L- LSU, and, and Clemson, Clemson are going to be there. It's just going to be really, really interesting to see where they put Alabama because we don't think Alabama is going to lose again. No, they won't lose again. Now the Auburn game, it'll be tough, but I don't think they're going to. I think they'll still win by at least two touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. Two touchdowns? Yeah. And I might take that bet only because that's just one of those rivalry games you don't – I wouldn't bet with – yeah, I, I, I just think that, like, you know, as someone who is an Oregon fan, though, I think that we've over, they've overhyped 
Auburn a little bit, um, and I think that Alabama will roll them. Um, so let's let's talk about that. So Oregon, yeah, one loss, Pac-12 champion, whose only loss is to Auburn. Alabama beats Auburn by two scores, as you're yeah. saying. Who no, gets, I don't. I don't think that. I, who gets in? Alabama gets in, no doubt. See, that's messed up to me. Well, no, I get it. The conference <laughs> champion should mean something. Yeah, I know. And I it get just it. Doesn't I get it? And they can bullshit, but lie, but we. Well, I think it's weird because you have you have four you have four playoff spots. You got five power conferences, <laughs> so automatically at least one of those power fives are making it. Right, but and then how many years have we had two teams from the same conference? Exactly. Well. I mean, we could talk about the conference championships and things like that, but it's time to like. If I was, I was really proud of the Big Twelve when they cut the conference champions out. Now Baylor and TCU both complained that they got left out because we didn't have a conference championship. But the facts are, it wasn't defined enough between the two to not get in. But honestly, they were still in the conversation. And had we had a conference championship, one of them wouldn't have yeah. been. But see, I think that the first year that we had this college football playoff, it worked out perfectly, really. I mean, you had Florida State from the ACC, Ohio State, Oregon, and Alabama. Like, that's a perfect situation yeah. where I believe all four of them were pack, or, you know, conference champions and undefeated. So, like, right. you, that's a perfect scenario. Since then... Alabama and Georgia have both been in it twice. Clemson, uh, no, Georgia got didn't get in. Mm, Georgia didn't yeah. get in because um, they lost in the SEC championship game. Um, but I, we've had multiple teams from the same conference get in, and it's just like, what, what are we still doing? No, I, I did see a um, something come up about a sixteen team playoff. Yeah. I'm out on that. Yeah, me too. I'm out. I'm I'm completely out on Me that, too. and I just don't. I don't think that it's right to even talk about that. <laughs> no, because because like, what you're doing is proving the people who naysay the eight team, you're proving them wrong, or you're proving them right, I should say. Yeah. Because everybody who's for the four team and not the eight team always say, well, if we go to eight teams, then what are we? What's the next? We're gonna go to sixteen. Then we're gonna go to thirty-two. Knowing that that's complete horseshit. Because they're not going to let them play that many games. No, they're not going to. No, absolutely. They won't let them play that many games. But also, like, a 16 games, I'm just going to be honest with you. That's not going to be good TV. Like, that's not going to be good. I don't think that a 1 versus 16 would be a great matchup. No, see, I won't say that. (laughs) See, I don't think that it would be. I I won't say that because you're not. You're claiming. I mean, this is where your conferences really get yeah. into it, and you know, we'll, we can talk about this for as long. I mean, we could <laughs> we could spend a whole three hour con, you know, whole podcast on this. But when the truth comes to it, we are there are some really cool matchups. No, there would be. I think they would be really 16. cool. But I don't think that they. I think that there would be a lot of games that would get out of hand. Um, I just don't. I I, I do. don't know, man. I don't know, and, and that's fine. We can we can disagree on that. But I mean, that's, now you could have you would have your Cinderellas. You know, you would have your K States over 
Oklahoma's and things like that. I know that that wouldn't be a matchup, however. But but you would have your K-State over Ohio State. Yeah, you could have one of those. But I don't think – I don't know. I don't think that football is like a basketball where – because you would have to have a week to prepare – for these teams, I, I agree. Like, I, I don't think I agree, and that, I, I don't. I once again, I'm not a proponent for a yeah. 16 game. I, I think that's a terrible idea. All I'm simply saying is, I think the matchups would be cool. You said a one in 16, that's fine, but a five and 12 would be very cool, <sighs> dude. Do you know how many SEC fans right now, if Auburn was ranked 12th? Would be going. Will be. Yeah. Will be Penn, Penn State, State for sure. Yeah. No, that's not happening. Well, uh, I'm just telling you that's what it'd be. Well, I know. I understand. But I don't think that come and there's the field, all your bowl games. On this field, literally all your bowl games. I don't games. think that that would actually work out for anybody. Not, I'm not saying that I think a Penn State would be, um, you know, could just win a national championship because I don't think that they have the team to win a national championship. But, right. um, you know, it, it's interesting because I've heard a lot of people talk about these rankings and these playoffs and it, talking about how uh, in the NCAA, the, pre, the preseason polls matter so much. Oh, for sure. Because... For sure. I mean, that's why everybody's so hard up against the SEC a lot of times yeah. because how are they... I mean, if you... If you are going into the season, if you are the 18, if you're in the 18 spot, right? You lose once early, okay? So it drops you out. And then you climb your way back up and you lose again towards the end. So you drop back down. Well, hell, man, you may only be at 13 or 14. Yeah. Whereas you look at a team who came in ranked fourth. Who lost early but only dropped down to twelve, won the next seven games. Yep. You're back in close to the top five. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you lose again. Well, you're only gonna drop down so far. Yeah. So yeah, they mean a lot. Um the I I think we should say that the argument against the eighteen playoff is well, you're gonna have bad teams from bad from bad conferences, right? But look at, and people won't care about the regular season as much because one loss won't take them out. Look at what is happening in the Big 12 just by itself, right? Look at what we just talked about, how many teams are in contention for the Big 12. That, to me, makes it even better. Yeah. Well, and then it puts all the pressure, like we're halfway there now. The only team we're going to talk about making it to the playoff is Oklahoma. Imagine if we could talk about whoever was going to win the Big 12, and that's, I don't know, four or five teams. Well, it's interesting because, like, I think that I believe that what you would see if it is a conference champion, your five conference champion, is that a lot of schools are going to do, to try to do whatever they can do to be the best team they can come conference time. What that is, I think, is scheduling harder non-conferences. Correct. Be- games. Because just like there are, you know, there are high schools that kind of try to do this, where they think they're going to have a really good team you know, uh, in two years, so they're going to schedule as 
you know, difficult games, they think, in the first right, they're gonna four schedule weeks up. so that they can try to, you know, see well, where they have to be. And what's, what's bad for those matchups? Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, that's fun to watch. Yeah. So, it's good TV. I don't think that that's a negative. That it's like, uh, no, it's not going to water down the they regular season. Like, they make it sound like, oh, if we were playing for conference champions, then, you know, if you, you could lose two games and still be in the playoff. Yeah. Well, yeah, but imagine how important those games are. Well, yeah. You want to fill a 100,000-seat stadium. Let Texas and OU go into the Big 12 championship. I don't give a shit how many losses they have. If they're playing to yep. go to the playoff, it's going to be maxed out. Yeah. And, well, it's also, it's like, we don't do this about any other league where, ah, oh, well, you got too many losses, you can't compete for a championship. Yeah. Like, like, nobody <laughs> shit. We're going to talk about the NFL here in a minute. Yeah. And we're hoping that the Cowboys go with oh, nine and seven yeah, and eight <laughs> losses. <Yeah. laughs> we're going to be like, yeah, they still got a shot. That's right. Uh, so let's, uh, let's take a little break. We're going to beer time. Little beer time. Beer, beer time. time. If you can't tell, um, we're trying to be quiet. It's uh, it's, a, it's a late night. It's a little pod- later. Podcast. <laughs> it's a little later, and we haven't poured these beers yet. Where's your, where's your glass here, man? All right, so I broke out a special one for halfway through the season, I guess. There you go. Um, very special. This has been sitting in my own little stockpile. For two years, we uh, it's a cold, cold night, so we broke out one of the uh, heavy stouts. This is Avery Brewing Company's Uncle Jacob Stout, it's brewed in bourbon barrels. Uh, it's about 16%, so feel free to drink as many as possible. <laughs> Probably not that many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was brewed two years ago, so it's been sitting. Um, anxious to see Logan's face after he gets done tasting that. I don't know if you <laughs> if you describe a beer as uh, thick. <laughs> Oh, that's thick, buddy. That's thick. Yeah, yeah. You just ate a piece of cake that we yeah. put put in a whiskey barrel. Yeah, no, that was a that's a thick beer. Yeah, how's that feeling your chest there? Yeah, I felt like uh, some hair grew. Yeah, <laughs> gonna have to wax that. Yeah. No, this is a it's a good beer. Uh, I mean, Avery doesn't really do anything wrong. They're uh, barrel aged. Everybody kind of waits for those to come out. Especially the Uncle Jacobs. So when they do, you pick them up, you put them in the cabinet, you let them sit in a cool place and just wait. Have we tried that two years ago? Uh, it had been way harder on the bourbon, and now it's a little smoother. Yeah, it is. Um, I will tell you this, though. It makes me want to go to sleep. <laughs> it will do that. There's not... There's not a whole lot of people that are going to be like, hey man, I, I drank all those tonight. <laughs> drank all <laughs> that that six entire six pack. <laughs> no, because uh, those people are probably not going to be coherent. <laughs> and if those, and I don't, I, I don't particularly want to hang out with those people. No. Those people are different than me. In saying that, uh, let's go ahead and get a rating on this thing. Oh, I mean, yeah, you go get, ahead. Get you, you okay, go. well, for me, this is definitely a more high end beer. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, that's good. The um, I really like the bourbon at the end. It's uh, 
it is an acquired taste. It's a lot like an IPA yeah, yeah, or yeah. something like that. So if you're not used to it, you're kind of like, why does my chest feel a burn? Um, so warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I would, I would go, I'd stretch out there and give this probably... I'm still going to go in the sevens. I think a 7.7 is kind of where I'm at on okay. this. I was thinking I, I'll probably do – I'm, I'm going to do a 7.2. Uh, okay. Only because this isn't a beer that you're just going to, like, drink all the time. Okay. This is definitely a beer I think that you you leave for a special occasion like a Monday night filming a podcast. <laughs> Filming it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll catch the recording it. Yeah, yeah. No, apparently that's already gone. Yeah, Logan's already drunk. Yeah, just, no, I'm just already. I, I I took two sips and I'm gone. <laughs> uh, no, I just uh, it is it is a really good beer. It's just not one of those that you're just gonna you know casually just like drink on all the time. No, no, it's like a. Uh, I mean, for me, it's like a cigar. Right, like I'm yeah, not yeah. super into cigars, but there's a time and a place for them. And uh, the beers that I buy a lot of times, like if I find out, a, there's been one time where I found out one of my favorites came out, and I, I called Linda from the hospital and was like, "Hey, you got to get to Bodacious. They're selling this beer." Where you weren't in the hospital. Bodacious, sorry. Harley's over by Bodacious. You weren't in the hospital. I no. was in the hospital at work. Okay. okay. No, 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 I was not residing in the hospital <laughs> no. at the time. I was working at the hospital, and uh, my buddy called me and said, hey, man, this there's only a case left, right? And they do that a lot of times with these special brews, uh, the barrel-aged stuff a lot of times. So we try to, we try to get there and... Uh, they're they're good stuff, man. So, I think I said seven eight, seven seven, seven seven. You said seven two, seven two. No, it is. It's really good. Uh, like I said, I think I would only rate it seven point two, just because like it isn't a beer that you're going to be drinking all the time. No, no. And we'll, and we'll see where this goes, man. I like the rating system. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. All right. Beer time. Beer time. All right. So let's talk some NFL. Uh, as. Uh, we uh, are to the halfway point, about the halfway point. I think that all the teams are almost done with their bye weeks now. I think we're getting to the point where yeah, I mean, everyone's going to be playing mostly. We're just past the halfway point. Yeah. Um, so the NFL, um, I feel like there's been a lot of good football in the NFL this year. Um, yeah. A lot of parody. A lot of parody. A lot of parody. Um, except for... Those assholes no, in New uh, England. Yeah, up north. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other than them, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of parody. Uh, I think you, our biggest surprise is the 49ers, of course. Yes. Uh, yeah, they, they've played well. And, you know, I think that a lot of people forgot about Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Like, they just forgot about that dude. Well, I I don't know, man. The guy's been in the league for a while. He's been right? in the league for a while, but he's had success. Every, like his offenses have had success everywhere. Right. He went to Atlanta. They got to a Super Bowl, and he left, and they have imploded. Well, that's true. <laughs> Two and seven. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. And uh, I just I get I get leery in naming these coaches the next big thing. I think coaches are a lot like quarterbacks. They're always the next big thing until the smart guys figure them out. Right. There's the a smart guys being Bill Belichick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, or Pete Carroll. Yeah. Because apparently he's proven that he can do it every damn year, which really sucks. I mean, that guy, he's damn near, he's really old. He's like 76. Yeah, he's, he's damn near 80 years old. Also, he has no business looking that good at that age. <laughs> he had to have sold his soul. He had to. Like, hey, he's what, looked the same yeah. since 2005. Hey, what do you want to do with your life? Well, I'd like to be a college coach, and I'd like to look this way. Okay, I'll give you... Two national championships, a couple Heisman, and we're going to break the rules. And as soon as we break the rules, we're going to move to the NFL. I'm going to get you a Super Bowl, bro, and then we'll hang out for a while. Should have had two. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. But, yeah, I just I, – I don't know. The, the whole next big thing, Lamar Jackson looks super legit, but – so did Robert Griffin the third, right? Man. <laughs> I, I, like I, I think that Lamar Jackson is a very good player. Um, I think that he will work in this league for a little while. But like, did I you think, see the three Heisman? Yeah. Oh, dude, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that I was mean, just super to say cool. That, uh, that if anybody doesn't know, cool. what we're talking about the three Heisman. They had a three back set with Lamar Jackson, Robert Griffin the third. And Mark Ingram. And it was awesome. And Triple I'll, option. Even being the guy that, like, who, I mean, I I think some of that stuff's just flash. Yeah. It was still like, oh, shit. Yeah, you better watch out, <laughs> defense. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, but I think that Lamar Jackson's a guy that's going to work uh, for, for a couple of years. I, I do think that you can build around him for, for a couple of years. Um but he's not going to be a you know fifteen year quarterback for a team. No, I don't I, think so. Either, I don't. But I he think is he, getting he is getting stronger. Yeah, he does look larger for his position. Well, and, uh, and not only that, man, but dude's one of the fastest dudes on the field too. He is, but he's doing it with his arm too. No, he is. You know, I I would put it to him like this. I would say something like, "Hey, man, be LeBron James." Right, use what you got at the time, but understand you got to get a three-point shot. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would tell him every off-season. We don't need to work on your mobility anymore because nope. you've got you that got naturally. It. Well, we need to constantly be doing, it. and maybe it is ten years of learning. But ten years of learning puts you in a good place to shoot those threes. Yep. To have that eighty percent. Yep. Completion percentage. No, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson is. A, a leader for the um, MVP this year. I would still give it to Russell Wilson, um, but he's played extremely well this I year. I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. I think you have to give it to Lamar Jackson right now. See, I would still give it to Christian McCaffrey. Well, he's been incredible. I still would give it to Russell Wilson, who has like 26 touchdowns to one interception this year. Um, I'm simply talking about valuable on a team. And we can go back to stats. Oh, dude, you can't tell me that Russell Wilson's not one of the most valuable people on this team. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm simply saying I think that Lamar Jackson has done more 
for the team than Seattle than Russell Wilson has for his team. I could give. I mean, he's damn near, and he very well may be out rushing, and. No, I get. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. However, I feel like for the last four years, we've seen the same thing with Seattle's offense. It's let's piddle paddle around, piddle paddle around. Fourth quarter. Hey, Russ, can you do something incredible? Yeah, let me do this. And then they win the games. Like, Yeah, no, I agree. That's what's been happening for I the past agree. four I agree. seasons. And a lot of it is the optics of the fourth quarters and things like that. But I've watched two games with Baltimore Ravens where just because Lamar Jackson played, they didn't. he didn't have to play the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, and their schedule's been fairly easy this year. Um, they just got done playing – Cincinnati. <laughs> let's, let's yeah. Not yeah, that don't really count. No. Uh, they scored like 49 points against Cincinnati. Um, but so let's talk about the Cowboys. Okay. Let's um, talk about those shitheads. Because it is infuriating watching that team. I told my wife last night I'd rather go 2 and 14. Oh, dude. Than 8 and 8. Seven and nine, or nine and seven. Yeah, no, it's it's the I'm worst. So just done with this mediocrity. Even when you're supposed to be so good, and I don't know how this. I've seen Dak Prescott make great throws. I've seen Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott make play after play after play. Amari Cooper changed who we were as a football team. Our defense is soft as hell, but I've seen them play really, really well. There's no way that this record does not fall on Jason Garrett. Right? Now, five and four, and yes, I know we're leading the division. Whatever. Who gives a shit if you're five and four? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, I I agree. It, it's like I don't understand that is this what we want to be? <laughs> we want to be the NFC East champs. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like it and with against Minnesota, I, I think that what was so frustrating was that I mean Dak looked so good, um, and it's one of those things where it's like there are games that Dak Prescott looks like an MVP type caliber player. And then there are times in that same game where he makes throws that are just so inaccurate that you're like, wait a minute, (laughs) what's happening? Um, Because we've seen even against the Giants when, yes, it was a touchdown to Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin was wide open. He still had a fingertip grab it because, you know, Dak didn't get him. But Dak was incredible against Minnesota. Yeah, and they've shown they've shown glimpses of like pure brilliance. But that's usually when they're trying to fight back into a game. Well, and they 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 start off so slow. I mean, it's been uh the last couple of games it has been just, you know, yeah. a terrible start for the Cowboys. And yeah. we've been able to get back into it. Um but and I know that me and you have talked about you know head coaches and Jerry's not going to fire Jason Garrett midseason, especially when you're still five and four and leading the division. Um, but it 
And again, I have no faith until I see it that he'll ever fire Jason no, Garrett. No, I mean, honestly, I think that he's had a closer relationship with Jason Garrett than he has Mrs. Jones. You're right. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not saying that to be raw. I just, I don't. They seem like there's, they don't. I don't know. They don't seem like they're like hanging out a lot. No. But there's something there. Like, I don't know what it is that he... This is a factuation. I don't know if it's just Jerry trying to still cling on to the 90s and being like, Jason Jason, Jason was there. Jason Jason beat the Eagles. Yeah. (laughs) So let me me keep him as our head coach. But I think that we have such a good young coaching staff in terms of, like, Chris Richard. Um, You know, I think that he's... He's been great. Um, and honestly, I don't think Kellen Moore has been a disaster. And let, can we give the guy just a little bit of a break? It's his first year calling plays. Like, no, there are some things that need to, Here's, to change. However, I think that it's better than what it's been in the last couple of years. Let's talk about the NFC playoff picture because I have it right here. Do we think, because this has been proven in a couple instances, we know – Cowboys versus Packers was a loss. Yeah, and we I assume that that's always going to be a loss. Okay. <laughs> Cowboys versus Saints was a loss to Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, I feel a little bit more confident about that game. But okay. 49ers. I don't. I have no clue. I honestly, Seahawks. Nope. And don't Vikings. Like well, then, I, I, think, I don't think we beat the Vikings. No. So what I'm saying is, right now, out of the teams in the playoff we don't win no no and honestly Rams Eagles who are in the hunt right now uh, Rams Eagles right now I'm don't even think that we win those games either. <laughs> well we have to play the Eagles again yeah uh, so we'll find that out for sure yeah Rams maybe yeah, well we'll see they're about we're usually good at 500 and down <laughs> Right, <laughs> you're above 500. You get us about 500. We're good, man. It's the rest. Like we have to play the Bears that are four and five, and I honestly believe Khalil Mack may wear Dak Prescott's shoulder pads the rest yeah, of the no, game. Yeah, no, he would. He would just. Can, Dak Prescott would wear Khalil Mack as a backpack. Let's talk a little bit about the AFC. Okay. The AFC, uh, we got the, of course, the, the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Which, you know, I've I've hated only because of greatness. Yeah, no, it's, it's infuriating. But the older I get, the more I like to watch it. I mean, it no, is I impressive, No, I dude. appreciate the hell out of it. That doesn't mean I have to like it when I watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think five years ago, I would have been really... I would have been really against it, like, oh, the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just getting to the point to where now it's like, dude, you... It's impressive to see what Brady's doing at 42. (laughs) Yeah, I heard something about Kornheiser and Wilbaum were talking about, and I I reference them often because those are my two guys. I like to listen to them. Uh, They don't get too crazy. Uh, They're not Stephen A. Stupid Smith. And they're definitely not 
What's the one guy? Hey, oh, Skip fucking Bayless. Skip Bayless, yeah. Mm. So the two guys that run first take, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I was listening to them. They're like, he's always throwing the ball in the ground and blah blah blah. And I'm like, why does it matter when they win? Like, he's proving that you really only have to play good quarterback for sixty seventy yeah. percent yeah. of the time, and all you have to do the rest of the time is. Don't make a stupid mistake. No, and that you only have honestly, like you have to be a good quarterback, great quarterback, three and a half minutes of a game. Like three and a half minutes, fourth quarter, let's go. Well, That's, I, I would I would say they're putting more points up than that. Well, but yes. All I'm simply saying is out of all that time, he's proving that there's thirty percent of the time if you just don't make the big mistake. He's learned that. And they're calling him like, oh, well, he's doing this because he doesn't. Well, he's 42 years old. Yeah, we get it. They're still winning. And at the same time, this is a clinic for people like Lamar Jackson that we talked about to learn if the play ain't there. Get rid of it. Get rid of it because you can trust the fact that you're going to get the ball back. Yeah. The Patriots are frustrating, um, you know, and it's going to be funny because in six years from now, um, you know, this if this dynasty is over, we're all going to be talking about, you know, we're going to be talking about the, the Patriot dynasty and like, oh, we missed the Patriots dynasty uh, just because it's I mean, we've seen greatness for two decades. Um, we've been fortunate enough to see greatness for two decades. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll be they'll be the Jordans. Yeah. You know, as much as I hate it, they'll be the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, and it's. That's cool, man. I mean, it's, you know, people thought that about the Cowboys for six years. But when they thought that about the Cowboys, I was, I, even being a little kid, I was super stoked. Yeah. Now, mind you, that was 25 years ago. Yeah, it's been a, a long I've never seen it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You haven't. Yeah. I, I, I remember, uh, you know, being that kid. I will never forget. Um, when we played in 95 in the Super Bowl, and it was surprisingly warm here. And uh, it was it was just, I just remember everything about that. Like yeah. how my dad acted, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Everybody being at my house and yep. everybody just being so excited and everything like that. I think about that now and I'm like, do you know what we would do? Oh, dude, I would give up Cowboys, so much. Oh, like, <laughs> like, I'm not going to, sorry, y'all, that's yeah. my dogs. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah have we're, two, we're, I have uh, two beautiful dogs, by the way. We're uh, very professional. And yeah, I got two <laughs> beautiful dogs, but, um, <laughs> but I remember, like, you know, that, that feeling, yeah. right? And that, just that excitement and everything that went into it when, when they played Pittsburgh and, oh, it was, it was back to the rivalry. And like, I'm like, I don't know about the 70s rivalry. You know what I mean? That'd be like my kids, if for Talking some reason. the 90s. Yeah, like yeah. if so for some reason the Cowboys and the 49ers made it back to the AFC championship, right? Like I would be, that'd be all nostalgia for me. And my kids would be like, who the hell are the 49ers? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I get it. Um, but man, it was just. I would take off probably the week 
Because either win or lose, I'm not going in. Yeah. Right? I'm going right? to be a mess. Like, if, if they win, I deserve a vacation. Yeah. Because it's been 20, Sticking around this line. years. Yeah. Or I guess 25 years oh. since they've made it. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's been crazy. So, I, and we've, I think that once, you know, this dynasty with the Patriots is going to be over, we'll, you know, we'll be a little nostalgic about it just because we have been fortunate to witness greatness for this long. Um, but I want to know, so the Chiefs on Sunday uh, lost to the Titans uh, in typical Titans form. Somehow they win a big game uh, and then, you know, are going to, Lose to. <laughs> now I will tell you, whatever. One of the three people that listen to this podcast, uh, Steve Sumter, a buddy of mine, uh, good guy, and we are. He he messaged me when we started this whole podcast, and he said. He said, I'll be interested to know y'all's take on the Titans and Tennessee. And, you know, because he was talking about our preseason stuff. Yeah. And he, I mean, I imagine now he knows you're a Mariota fan. Yeah. Yeah. Which we can get into in a yeah. second. Um, but I, I, we'll get into the Titans here in just a minute. So let's talk about Kansas City. I just want to say that because. We've kept up with the Titans. You because of Mariota. Yeah. Probably. Me because I know Steve listens. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and I've, I've liked – I've had, been fortunate enough to actually go to – it's weird. I've been to a Titans training camp in Nashville. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was able to go there, um, and it was a lot of fun. It was the first time I'd, like, seen NFL players. Like, and, I mean, I've loved – you know, football forever, but I've never been to an NFL game, uh, but I've been to the Titans training camp. So I keep up with the Titans a lot, but um, the chiefs, this game, this, this game felt to me like what it's going to be like for Patrick Mahomes career. Wow. And it tears me up that I, I mean, bombs dropping over here. I don't, think and for the majority of his career because he could go into a you know he could be the Peyton Manning or whatever you know where he goes to a different team I don't I'm just he could go somewhere or they could build a defense and the offense not be as great as it once was but the defense is now you know he makes plays here and there but I, I feel like this game was a perfect game of that's going to sum up his career is a okay. ton of offense ton of scoring put on a show defense can't hold them special teams messes up well now should we say that defines Patrick Mahomes career or Andy Reid's I mean Andy Reid's had some good defenses though I don't think I mean yeah but I mean look what he's done as a head coach I mean, what he's done as a head coach has always been in the mix, but never yeah. the mix. No, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I do think that that's the one knock on Andy Reid is just, you know, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. He's a great coach, but he hasn't, you know, reached that level. But I do I think that, one, it, it's a weird thing because I think that Andy Reid is a perfect coach for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, perfect for him. But it's also... 
he's, you know, the coach that's not going to win a Super Bowl. Um, so it, it, I, I just think that this is kind of what the Chiefs are going to be. And what's crazy is they even loaded up on defense this year. I mean, they got Frank Clark. They got Tyron Matthew. Yeah, well, the Tyron Matthews is a great pickup. They they had, like, Reggie Raglan. And, you know, I know that they have some of the uh, old uh, Dallas rejects. They have Anthony Hitchens and mm-hmm. um, Orlando Skandrick was on the team. So, I mean, I know that they have yeah. some, like, <laughs> old people, you know, older people. But Orlando Skandrick. They, they kind of... Like invested in their defense this offseason, they sent well, away a couple of the draft good news, picks, and you still can't stop people. The good news is, at least front line defense is usually pretty deep in the draft. I think you buy. You don't have any picks now because he traded them all away for Frank Clark. <laughs> well, they'll have some, <laughs> but and who knows what they're gonna do now? I mean, dude. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed of them getting rid of certain. I mean, I don't think Watkins is. Yeah, no. I mean, it, now you got McCall Hardman. Now you don't really need Sammy. Well, Watkins. I'm just saying. I think you could trade him and get picks back. Yeah, you'd get some probably a fourth rounder, fourth or fifth round. I think you could get a third rounder for him. Yeah, he's injury prone. He's a little older now. I don't think you give get that. up Watkins and a seventh. Yeah, third rounder. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I think that I I just don't know that I'm there yet. With the guy having the injuries that he's had, and I know you're saying he's still putting on a show and you think that's going to be his life, just like Peyton Manning. Because when Peyton Manning won, they had a pretty good defense, man. I mean, a lot of the guys on that defense went on to play other places that were really good. I mean, mean, hell, Dwight Freeney was, for some reason – he was the only person in the entire league that everybody knew the movie was going to make. Yeah, he was completely going to spin, and you were not going to be able to stop it. Yeah, it's the craziest <laughs> thing. Like, being an offensive lineman at one point... It must have been so frustrating. I was like, what? This is this is what he does every time. Like, how is this not it's set like up? It's like a glitch for all yeah, offensive linemen. They just couldn't was. block it. It was the Bo Jackson glitch. Like, <laughs> literally just run left and run back to the right. You're going to score a touchdown. But, yeah, no, I, I don't... I, didn't really understand that, but he had a pretty good defense that time. Yeah. And, um, you know, and he had Edger and James. Well, I was just, I, I think that, you know, my, I, I couldn't think of a better quarterback just that, like, late in their career won a Super Bowl because of the so defense, not I, I an offense. I will tell you what Patrick Mahomes reminds me of, and this may be, I don't know. Redundant. There may be a lot of people who've said this, but he reminds me a lot of a Brett Favre. Yeah, absolutely. The gunslinger mentality yeah. that's going to get him in trouble sometimes. And it's miraculous. I mean, he could have been picked off four times Sunday. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. When it does happen, you're like, oh, well, he had a bad game, but he threw for 800, eight, yeah. 800 yards. But then when it doesn't happen you're like well he's the best thing that ever happened to this game and blah 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 you know what i mean so i think that that's kind of where they're going to be um i they're going they're going to be a team that's going to make the playoffs and they're going to be a team that's dangerous every single week they play because of what he can do well 
him. They need three players on offense. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes. That Tyreek Hill may be the fastest person I've ever seen. That did so fast. I watch him on television, and I'm like, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody run like that. Like, it's... Well, and it's like, it, it's his, his quickness, his elusive... I mean, he catches a ball, stops, turns on a dime, and is gone before anybody exactly. can see who I, it is. I don't understand how everybody's not talking about that. I mean... Well, and you know, the craziest thing is I mentioned McCall Hardman. That dude might be the second fastest player in the league. Oh, I know. Number 17. Holy yes. cow. Yeah, he's quick. Those two guys. He's quick. Sometimes and, you can't tell the difference when they're and running. And they lost. Yep. So I think KC's going to be there in every game that they're in. The, and that's that was the, the thing, because I think that this game perfectly sums up what I'm kind of feeling is because like... The Titans hung around, hung around. You know, Kansas City goes up late. Um, they go up late. Defense, I mean, just inexplicably lets them score off a post route 25 yards out with, you know, a couple seconds left or like a minute left or whatever. Right. And then Patrick Mahomes and that offense still goes out there. And marches them down the field in 20 seconds, gets a, a good field goal attempt ready for the team to win the game, and then it's blocked. And then it's blocked, yeah. So, like, I feel like that's the thing is, like, Patrick in that offense goes and scores, then they have to sit on the bench, watch them get scored on, and then they're like, okay, now i got to save us again. And well, they do. They'll learn what Aaron Rodgers learned. Don't leave time on the clock. No, no. Yeah, no, and that's going to have to be the situation, but that's... Which is, a, and, and that that's not unique to Kansas City. I mean, that's one reason why Dallas lost to the Vikings is because mm. they were trying to play the clock down mm-hmm. so much that they got into a fourth down situation where they had to do something because they were like, well, we got to run the ball in the first two yeah. plays just to drain the clock so they don't get the ball back. Yeah, That's going to start, I mean, with the parity in the NFL... The fact that any team can beat any team, that's going to start to be the norm. Yeah. Um, I guess other than that in the AFC. um, Well, I want to talk about the Titans. Okay. Because to me, if you'd have told me Tannehill for Mariota at the beginning of the season, I would have said you were crazy. I just would have said that. I, I, I know you're a Mariota fan. And I don't really, I mean, sure, the guy's cool, whatever. Yeah. He makes some great commercials on the Heisman House. I mean, I'll say that. But I don't, I, but I would have told you he's a better quarterback than Tannehill. It is turning out that that is not the right assumption. And I don't know no. that if it's because he's come up and he's fired up a team. I love their coach. Yeah. I mean, their, their coach is, to me, the one of the best in the AFC, for sure, considering the standings. And I think that they will be there, you know, playoff you know, time. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny because I am a fan of Marcus Mariota, and I've been a fan of Marcus Mariota. Um, I mean, I it, it's time for him to accept the fact that he's a backup quarterback now. Um, and I... I honestly don't think that he has – he'll have a problem with that. I mean, he'll assume his role as a backup and, you know, he'll be one of the best backups in the league. Um, but 
you know, <laughs> it's funny because since I'm Marcus Mariota fan, I've been kind of a Titans fan since he came into the league. And I always feel the same way that the Titans are kind of like the Cowboys of the AFC. They're always teetering the line of eight that's and eight. That's hurtful, bro. <laughs> that's hurtful they because are. you don't know why that's hurtful. Because it's true. Well, yeah, well, because it's true. But I was a fan of the Titans when Kurt Warner's greatest show on turf came out because I was a huge fan of Eddie George. Yeah. Right. Like everything Eddie George did, I was like, at that time in my life, I was playing fullback. Okay. Yeah. And here it was, I wouldn't say that, but, (laughs) but it was really cool. Uh, there were two teams that really stood out fullback wise. Uh, Mike Allstott, back in the day and then who turned into a running back who was badass I'll show you some clips bro Mike Allstott was killer and then um, Eddie George who didn't play fullback but had a very like he was one of those he was one of the first ones that was like give me the ball and by the time we're late into the fourth quarter I've worn everybody down type killers and so we uh, not you Anyway, so I, I loved them. Frank Whitecheck, all those guys. Uh, I just, I, I thought they were great, man. Um, and Javon Curse, that whole team, the blue, the light blue. Yeah. Oh, that was when yeah. that started. That was when the oh, Titans yeah. first started. And so, man, when they lost that Super Bowl on the one yard line. Yeah. Well, it was like, oh, so I've always had an affinity <sighs> yeah. for them. You know, I've always kind of like had this, like if an AFC team was yeah. mine, it'd be the Titans. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's what, and that's kind of the Plus same. Plus they came from Houston. Yeah. Well, and that's the kind of. them that came yeah. from Houston? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same, like, I, I say it because the Cowboys and them are the same, at least for me in the last, you know, six, seven years where they just haven't stuck with one coach for the entire time of their mediocrity. Yeah. Well, um, they may have been the right ones. Right. Uh, right. Um, but they're going to be battling for a playoff spot almost every year. They're about, they're mediocre, but once you get to the playoff, they might, they could win a game. They're not going to win at all, but they could win a game. Well, we've talked about it before. That's that, and that's the same way the Cowboys feel. We've to me. talked about it before that the mediocrity actually kills you. Yeah, because you don't get the draft picks, and you continually think you're going to get better. Yeah, when that's not true. No, it's it and that's it's terrible. And somehow I still find myself cheering for these two teams, um, <laughs> despite their mediocrity, um, but. Yeah, the Titans, I think that they're an interesting team. Uh, they got a lot of – they do have a lot of talent. Um, Taylor Lewan, that their left tackle, I think he's a talented guy. I don't think he's one of the top, like, five left tackles in the league. I think he might be top ten. Um, but there's a video of him this week I saw where it. he yeah. was just blasting himself, talking about the penalties that but he you know was what? causing. That takes that takes a person who – understands first off understands media secondly understands what it means to be part of a team yeah if you ask me you rally around that guy yeah well and uh taylor lewan has a podcast of his own Uh, i don't want to say that we're rivals 
um, in the podcasting world. Shout out, bro. Uh, they're all bussing <laughs> with the boys. Uh, I don't want to say that we're rivals, uh, but if y'all want to have us on, we'll gladly join the bus. Yeah, or if you want to come. Yeah, no, I mean. No big deal. Yeah, we can we can swat. We'll hashtag you, man. No yeah, big we'll, deal. We'll, we'll at you. Um, but <laughs> we'll yeah, at you. Yeah, I think that the Titans, uh, they are an interesting team because I do think that they're kind of in that, that area, and he, we're never going to get on that podcast we're talking about this bullshit <laughs> here's, here's uh, the whole thing we we are not uh now i, I really do want to know what steve has to say so steve when you listen to this let us know what you think about where your where your uh, team is at because to me he he's from nashville or he's from tennessee at least i know i don't know if he's actually from nashville but he's from tennessee uh he's a huge fan i've always liked him but I just want to know what the identity is. Well, and do I think they, that well, do they surround themselves by their coach because they could. I, I think they are, and I think that that's one of the reasons that I think that this year, if they have the opportunity to k- take a quarterback and they have the good one in that first round that they like, they're going to take a quarterback because Marcus Mariota wasn't Mike Vrabel's guy. Marcus Mariota wasn't the owner's guy because the owners have changed since you know Marcus has been drafted. So he's not their guy. He's not the guy for this team. And I don't think that – I mean, Ryan Tannehill's, I think, a better person for this team. Hey, bro. But – Marcus uh, Mariota or Cooper Rush? Yeah, definitely I'm Marcus Mariota. Could be our backup. Yeah, no, I'd definitely quick. take Marcus Mariota in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Marcus Mariota probably has more skill sets aligned with Dak Prescott. Yeah. You don't have to change the offense completely if Cooper Rush runs out there. No doubt, no doubt. Um, so let's dive into the rest of the AFC real yeah. quick, and then I want to get your at least halfway through the season playoff picks. First off, I was wrong about the Packers. I'm so very sorry. That's all right. I'm an idiot, and you guys will know that for a fact. I will continuously make picks that are wrong. Yeah, and I will continuously make picks that are right. Well, let's go. Oh, (laughs) man. I'm not even going to say that was a slight burn. That was was a real burn. Uh, No, let's let's go through. um, You know, we were talking about the AFC – I think do you think that the let's just let's just do it. Yeah, so I want to ask you real quick so we'll talk about this team and this is in the playoff the Pittsburgh Steelers love them. Have won 5 of their last 6. It's it, you know what? I just I'm a believer in Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I really good, he, do, I really do get behind coaches that I believe in. Well, and he has um, you know, he has dealt with a remarkable amount of stuff in his tenure with the Steelers. Way more than you could say, you know, any – there's only been three Steelers coaches. Isn't that right? Three? It's, it's like – well, it's like – I think it's five. But, five Steelers coaches? Um, but it hasn't been many because Bill Cowher, uh, Chuck Knoll, Mike Tomlin, there's three. But then there was some other between Cowher and before Noel? Cowher – yeah, and all okay. uh, but there's not many. Not many. I think there's five. There's not many. Okay, so I don't know that anybody, including Cower, has had to deal with what this new style of the player has the power type, uh, and that is not a Steeler notion, right? No, a Steeler notion is like. Hard work, grit. Yeah, yeah. Don't, nose yeah. to the grindstone yeah. type thing. And 
you saw that in their football, and now we're starting to see that that's not the case. Um, so, yeah, I think that that was that is an th- interesting thing because now, after all of this has happened, it's like, oh, was Antonio Brown really this crazy the whole time? And Mike Tomlin was able to just, you know, kind of hush this up. I don't think that Le'Veon Bell was, I mean, yes, he was a you know, piece of the drama, but I don't think that he, I don't think that Mike Tomlin was like losing sleep over Le'Veon Bell's whole holdout situation or anything that uh, he had to do it, deal with. Um, and then like, honestly though, Big Ben, like he's had his own set of issues and he's, well, yeah, I mean, well, and it's, I don't, it's not a secret that Big Ben has talked about retiring for the last couple of months. Yeah, well, or last couple of years. years yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. last couple of years. And so I think that that's something that you could look into. But yes, Mike Tomlin, um, perfect, perfect for the young guy from Oklahoma State. Oh, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I think that he's. Um, I think that you know Mason Rudolph. I thought he was good. I thought that he was. Um, I thought he was a good quarterback uh, in in uh, college, um, but I wasn't expecting him to be this good. You know, I mean, he hasn't been great, but I, I think Not, that like he's been he's been in steady. I don't know. I think if you watch the Big Twelve a lot, we we expect the quarterbacks from the Big Twelve to come out and do well, and sometimes they don't. But when you run a pro-style offense, especially the way that, you know, it, it always starts in high school in Texas, goes to college, and then goes to NFL. This air raid offense for a lot of the country is new. It ain't new to the South. You know what I mean? Or at least it's not new yeah. to the Big 12, and it's definitely not new to Texas high school football. Yeah. So um, so anyway, I want to get your picks real quick. Yeah. Um, okay, so... I'm gonna, I'll give you my picks here in just a second. Okay. So my AFC picks, uh, you're, I'm going to go with uh, New England 1. Uh, Kansas City, will, I, I still think, well, I I don't know. I think that Baltimore might hold that two seed um, in the playoff picture um, okay. at the end of the day. So you're going to start one seed? Yeah, well, I just <laughs> I just did it. I can restart this if we uh, need to. Just uh, but I would see I'd say Patriots, Baltimore, Kansas City. Um and then um geez, AFC South, the Texans were probably out of that division. Okay. Yeah, so that would be my top 4 so those are the division leaders and then in terms of your playoffs Bots, your uh, wild cards, dude. I I really don't know. Um, I I want to believe in the Steelers. I still don't really believe in the Steelers um, in terms of just winning down the stretch and making a playoff push. Um, I just don't a hundred percent, you know, believe in them. Um, I don't hundred really hundred percent believe in the Chargers either. Is there? I mean. I can't really think of teams that are like okay. So let me dangerous. Let me give you mine. Okay, and this was one that I called at the beginning of the season. Okay, who was yucking the bed at the first of the season, but has now come back strong. Um. Anyway, we'll get. I'll I'll tell you about them in a minute. Um. 
So I believe, of course, Patriots, of course, Chiefs. Okay. Ravens, I think they have a stronghold. I don't. I think two games over the Steelers is too much. Uh, now, Texas Colts, I worry about. I mean, I don't know the extent of Kobe Brissett's. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I think is he'll he be out? back. No, I think he'll be back next this week. Okay, okay. Um, now I'm gonna look at their their schedule here, uh, and their schedule looks pretty damn favorable if you ask me. Now, they have to play the Texans again. They have to play the Titans. So that sucks. Well, they usually beat the Titans. The Titans, I feel like, can never beat the Colts. But they got the Jaguars tights. They got the yeah, Jaguars yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the Buccaneers in that mix. Yeah. Okay, so that's... that's favorable. We're going to say that's, that's three yeah. wins, and that's not including the Texans that they have to play. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go ahead and pick two from the AFC South and say it's probably I'm going to take the Steelers out yeah, and say Colts I'm not going to say which one wins because I really I don't know who would win the AFC South between the Texans or the Colts but I'm going to go ahead and call both those teams are going to be in the playoffs I'm still hanging on to it if you listen back in the 1st of August I'm still sticking with the Raiders I still think the Raiders will make a push. They'll pass the Bills. Okay. Listen to the rest of their schedule. All right. So the rest of their schedule throughout goes the Bengals, the Jets. Now they have the Chiefs and Titans, but then they got the Jaguars, Chargers, and Broncos. Yeah. That's a good, it's pretty favorable. I mean, I think that for a team that's trending up, I think they can do that. Now, once again, everybody who listens to this show knows I make these bold predictions, and usually I'm proven wrong. But on the times <laughs> that I'm proven right, by God, I sound like a genius. Yeah, no, and you've got to definitely uh, gloat those when you're right. <laughs> so, yeah. so, it's, so it's either proper ass yeah. or it's what the hell that dude's got to yeah, going no. on. And usually we only try to broadcast the the good ones. <laughs> yeah, the problem is I just make such strong statements. <laughs> like people who are listening are like, "Yeah, no, he's just backtracking because he was so wrong the week before." <laughs> uh, no, but it's been a it's been a fun football season. We're not we're almost. I mean, we're a little over halfway, I guess. But it feels like it's almost done, right? I mean, I know that high school football is now in, in its playoffs, um, and college football is not far behind before like bowl season. Yeah. Uh, and look, don't get me wrong. I love football, and I love bowl games and those weird bowl games. But is that like month between the end of the regular season? And it's not needed. I mean, rolls bowl like the New York New Year's Six bowls. They're so long. Can you imagine though? Just. Like we are, we're four weeks away from not having college football for six and a half weeks. Yeah, it's disastrous. I, I mean, that's two and a half weeks. We're not going to have anything. Yeah, it's it's absolutely disastrous. Um, but that's gonna do it for us. This has yep. been kind of a long episode. Uh, so I hope y'all have. Yeah, what are we working on now? Uh, we're at an hour and fifteen. Uh, so I hope <laughs> well, y'all have. As bad as I thought. Yes, yeah, stuck. Uh, through uh with us through this um 
journey. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. From this now podcast. on, when we get this long, we'll just go turn off now. Yeah, yeah. We'll just give you turn a little back look. on for this. Yeah. Uh, so thank y'all for joining us. Uh, I'm Low. This is Woe. That's been the Low Woe Show.